In a world where two friends on a summer holiday in Spain become enamoured with the same painter, unaware that his ex-wife with whom he has a tempestuous relationship is about to re-enter the picture. One thing is for sure, we're going to need a bigger movie. Welcome back to the show. My name's Rob and I'll be your captain on what is expected to be a turbulent episode. Remember to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up today, we check out a film that is right up Darren Street. We're in romantic comedy territory. Isn't that right, Darren, my amigo? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, well, you don't hold any punches, do you? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're coming, don't you worry about that. Before we get stuck into this week's film, which is... Vicky Cristina Bajalona, uh, we must do the news, which means handing over to Darren. But first, we've got to hit that jingle. Right, okay, so we're going to start with something that I'm pretty sure everybody on the planet knows about already, um, and that's Scarlett Johansson suing Disney over Black Widow's joint cinema and streaming release. Um, Black Widow finally arrived on screens early this month, with Disney opting to release the long-awaited Marvel movie both in cinemas and on Disney+, Plus, asking Disney Plus viewers to stump up the additional £20 charge to watch. Uh, one person is particularly unhappy about that move, alleging that it breaches her contract with the studio, and that's Scarlett Johansson. Um, the actor filed a lawsuit on Thursday in LA Superior Court against Disney, citing a loss of income when the film was also released online, because her salary was based in large part on the box office performance of the film. Uh, Disney intentionally induced Marvel's breach of the agreement without, without justification in order to prevent Miss Johansson from realising the full benefit of her bargain with Marvel, the suit says. Uh, this will surely not be the last case where Hollywood talent stands up to Disney and makes it clear that, whatever the company may pretend, it has a legal obligation to honour its contracts. John Bolinsky, an attorney at Kazovich Benson Torres LLP, who represents Johnson, told the Wall Street Journal, which first reported the case. Yes, um, apparently there's also rumours now that um, Emily Blunt is doing similar with regards to Jungle Cruise. Um, but I can't see this going on for long because I think Jungle Cruise is the last film that Disney... Is going to release at the same time as um, cinema shows. Um, I know going forward, all the Marvel films are now going to be um, just released in the cinema. So yeah, so Scarlett Johansson, um, obviously not got enough money, um, needs more. What do you think, Rob? Um, oh, I don't agree with your last point. There, you you work and you've signed a contract to expect to get paid, right? Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, also, I heard I didn't know about uh, Emily Blunt raising it with yeah. Jungle Cruise, but I did hear as well that uh, Emma Stone will be doing the same thing with Cruella. With Cruella, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Disney have since come out with a um, uh, a comeback on this. It's released its own statement on the lawsuit, which reads as follows: There is no merit whatsoever to this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Um, but I, I understand where Scarlett Johansson is coming from to a point um, I was talking about this with a friend the other day if me and my friend went and watched Black Widow and it cost us about 14 quid in total for the two tickets so I'm obviously not going to spend 20 quid on Disney Plus my money's going to Scarlett but for my brother for example for example, who's got six of them in total it's a lot cheaper for them to spend 20 quid and watch it on Disney Plus whether it's Cruella or Black Widow or whatever, than spending God knows how much it'll be for six tickets to the cinema, plus food, plus drinks. So, you know, you, you weigh it up. It's difficult. I can see both sides of the argument. Uh, I don't think Disney handled it very well. I mean, they really kind of tried to distance themselves from any wrongdoing in that message, that tweet you just post, uh, said a moment ago. The thing is, everyone has struggled in 
lockdown and the pandemic, I I don't think that's an excuse for Disney to be saying she shouldn't have done this. That would have made more sense though if they'd have bought it out six months ago during the pandemic. Exactly, they lockdown. waited. Black Widow was waited finished waited, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. I don't think we're going to hear the last of that. To be fair, I feel that could uh, rumble on for a while as yet. To be fair, Darren, I think you and I should sue Disney. Do you know why? Why is that? Because they glossed over Hawkeye and Black Widow's uh, history in Budapest. It was a, yeah. it became a throwaway thing. I mean, we'd waited since the bloody first Avengers film to find out what happened there. Yeah. And we get this. Yeah. Do you know what now? Like, I can't, I can't, I can't hear anybody say Budapest without thinking no Budapest. <laughs> yeah, you have to say Budapest now, don't you? Budapest. Yeah. Right. Uh, moving on. Um, J.K. Simmons in talks to return as Commissioner Gordon in Batgirl. So he's going to be doing a little bit of DC work alongside his Marvel work. Uh, good news for anyone who thought that his time on Justice League uh, just wasn't enough. J.K. Simmons. The actor is now in talks to reprise the role of Commissioner Gordon for the new Batgirl movie. We talked about this last week. Uh, in the heights of Leslie Grace, in the heights Leslie Grace scored the title role last week, while Bad Boys for Life directors Adil El Arabi and Bilal Fala are aboard to make the movie from well a script done. by Birds of Prey writer Christina Hodson. Well What's done. There? <laughs> well done on getting that out your mouth. <laughs> getting them out. <laughs> Um, the story is under wraps, though. Uh, presumably, it will serve as an origin for Barbara Gordon, who, in the comics, is often portrayed as Jim Gordon's daughter and sometimes his niece or adoptive child. Um, but she'll take on the Batgirl mantle and fight crime. But um, yeah, J.K. Simmons—he's brilliant as um, oh damn it, he's he, uh, Sp- Sp- Spider-Man. Who is he? Rob? He is J. Jonah Jameson. That's it, with his mustache and everything. Left us on a massive cliffhanger. Um, at Far From Home. So, um, yeah, he's going to... Um, oh, like I can't wait for... His time between Mark oh, and Sorry, I just want Spider-Man number three, please. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, I got That'll too excited. That'll be here before that. you know. That'll be here Ooh. before you know. Uh, I'll tell you what we haven't had. We haven't had a um, superhero musical. Can you imagine Batgirl you? as a superhero musical? That'd be great, wouldn't it? Uh, if you want your superhero musical, um, go back to something like series two of the flash and um they did a musical episode much like the scrubs musical episode i don't remember um, the scrubs musical episode what was that about oh well scrubs people in hospitals yeah I, I get that but like was there a, a theme to it other than we were i in hospitals? honestly can't remember you know what my memory's <laughs> like but there is definitely a there's a there's a musical ver- musical episode of scrubs and there's a musical episode of the flash memory um, is a rather grandiose term for what is uh, the small P inside my head. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say the sieve or the, <laughs> yeah. the colander that retains information in your head. Actually, it was it was a co-collaboration between The Flash and Supergirl. It's coming back to me now. I have the Scrubs s- bit isn't. But yeah, there's there's a little bit of superhero yeah. musical if you want to go and search that out, Rob. I haven't seen any of the uh, DC TV shows. They're much better than some of the DC movies, to be fair. I quite like them all. Oh, talking of trailers and stuff, I don't, actually, I think I just put that in my own head. Like Matt would love that. I, I said it in my own head, but um, I recently watched <laughs> the Venom Two trailer. Let there be carnage. Oh, see, I've not seen the trailer for that yet. I've not seen any of the trailers. Yet. I just thought it, Matt loved it, obviously, because he's Tom Hardy's biggest stan. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was a bit meh. So, like, I don't think I'm. It was like, to me, it was like Deadpool Two in the sense that I'm not seeing anything new here. It looks like what I've already watched. Oh, Deadpool Two was just. To like, make money out of the name Deadpool, wouldn't it? it yeah, and I feel like Venom Two is the same thing. Like, hopefully, it won't be. Hopefully, it's just a trailer yeah. giving off that. But because I, I, I didn't think I would, but I really enjoyed Venom. So hopefully, Two will be just as good. Sorry, continue with the news. I interrupted you there. So yeah, so um, that was it with um, J.K. Simmons. But moving on, finally, and I'm, this is I'm really excited for this. Um, Taika Waititi going live action for his Flash Gordon film. Did you ever watch the original? Flash Gordon. No, but I like the Queen song. Yeah. Flash Gordon's alive? Oh, I love that film. I never saw Brilliant. it. So bad, it's good. Beyond my time. Um, Taika Waititi. <laughs> Taika Waititi is an endlessly busy man of late, developing a handful of projects while also working on the likes of Next Goal Wins and Thor Love and Thunder. Um, and he's currently starring as well in uh, Ryan Reynolds' new film, Free guy, yeah. Um, free guy. He plays the yeah, bad, which looks he? really good as well. Yeah. So, um, 
Natalie Portman is looking jacked for this movie, for Love and Thunder. Yeah, isn't she? Damn, girl. <laughs> She's been lifting. She has. Among the movies bubbling away in the background for Taika is a new take on Flash Gordon, and there's an update. Once an animated film, he's now switching to live action, which I also think is good, um, to be fair. Um, the update comes via producer John Davis, who is overseeing the new Flash. Taika is writing it. It's a movie that was a huge influence on him growing up. It's one of his favourite movies, Davis tells Collider. And he initially said to me, let's do it animated. I said, OK. <laughs> then we got into it and started developing it, and he said, no, let's do it live action. And I said, OK. <laughs> Um, Flash, Gordon, Flash Gordon originated in the 1930s comic strip created by Alex Redmond. Wow. Um, the strip follows polo player and Yale graduate and his companions Dale Arden and Dr. Hans Zarkov, who travel to the planet Mongo, where they come into conflict with its evil ruler, Ming the Merciless. I'm just giggling at this because it's all coming back to me. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Various adaptations have popped up on TV and film, including Mike Hodges' 1980 campy movies, and more serious series that landed for one season on the US Sci-Fi Network. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. I, I love Flash Gordon and all that daftness, really. If I, I don't know, it's Taika Waititi, so there might be a little bit of comedy in there. It could also be you along think? the lines of, sort of Marvel <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know who they'd get to play Flash. It's going to be Ryan um, Reynolds, isn't it? But, <laughs> but yeah, maybe. I mean, he, he could make quite a good Ming the Merciless, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see where that goes. I'm looking forward to that. And that's right. it for the news this week. All right, then. No birthdays? Uh, no, no birthdays. All right, then. Here we go. Totally forgot about birthdays, to be brutally honest with you. Sorry. It's all right. There you go. That's the news. Do you like your new jingles there? Matt said yeah. last week they were a bit too short. So this I time... recognise that music. I recognise that music. Where's from, that music from? From where, Darren? Well, I'm sure it was something to do with Sky Sports News. Well, actually, I'm sure it's from somewhere else um, as well. It's, it's from the movie um, Requiem for a Dream. But that yeah, version... from Sky Sports News, because I've certainly not seen that. That version <laughs> was performed by a Scala. Um, but you're right, they did use that music... As the intro to Sky Sports News back in the day. There you go. Yeah, with, I uh, remembered something. Georgie oh, Thompson that? was on it when I. Oh, when Georgie that was Thompson. On. All right, Darren, calm down. Georgie Two Foot um, Thompson. You must have liked hey, Georgie Thompson. Hey. She was about the same height as you. There's no need for that. <laughs> yeah, we both wore stilettos to make us a bit taller. Um, <laughs> to and, reach I, the bottom door. I, I cannot. F- oh, yeah, that's cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rude. Uh, before we get stuck in, we. <laughs> Can I can I start, Darren? Can I go on? Are you going to let me go on? Can I have permission to continue? Far away. <laughs> no more. No more. No more jesting you. Uh, Shorty. Do you want to do this? <laughs> you're no. you're in thin ice, Darren. Thin thin ice, which is ironic because um. Far you, away. You need some extra strong rice. Rice ice. Oh dear God. <laughs> Before we get stuck here, we must first hear from our esteemed colleague. He's tasked with selecting the films we watch. All must be available on either Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, or Netflix. And they can't be movies that Darren and myself have already seen. Um, I hope you like this introduction, Darren. Uh, I think you will. Some say that Pan's Labyrinth is in fact a biopic of his childhood. And that he stubbed his toe on a door and made the same noise as the MGM lion. All we know is he's called Movie Matt. Hello, Rob. Hello, Darren. I hope you both keep him bloody well. So this week you watched the 2008 film Vicky Christina Barcelona. Um, I'm going to have a guess that you hated it. And again, I do apologise. I'm really sorry. It's the only film that I could find you hadn't watched. So don't moan to me. Anyway, I want to know, um, as the old Scarlett Johansson is in this film, what are your views and thoughts on this whole uh, Scarlett suing Disney? That is crazy. Mickey Mouse being sued by Scarlett Johansson. Anyway, hope you both keep well and I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, we we just answered that. So uh... yeah, we're well, not listening, Matt. Come on. 
Honestly. This is I, I try not to uh, edit these clips too much before I listen or put them out on the show because I want to go in fresh. So I, I didn't know that was coming. I had no idea. Uh, but yeah, we've answered that. Um, it's a little bit good. It's a little bit bad. We move on. Huh. Easy one, that. Uh, <laughs> Darren, do you want to add anything to that? <laughs> um, yeah, go back and listen to the start of the pod, Matt, because you obviously didn't. <laughs> um, I did put out a question on Twitter at uh, Bigger Movie Pod. Uh, what's the best rom-com you've seen and what's the worst? And our friends over at Best Film Ever podcast, uh, they said best is uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral and the worst is Ghosts of a Girlfriend's Past. I've never seen either of those films. you not seen Four Weddings and a Funeral? No. Blimey. We even watched that with Millie not that long ago. Um, Forgetting that it opened with F, 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 lots of effing swear words at the beginning. We totally forgot about that and it's literally the first line in the film. <laughs> oh, swearing. They're not actually in the in the form of quatus, are they? No, no, no. They're actually oh. swearing because they're late. So oh. they're using the F-U-C-K word. Oh, French Connection UK, yeah? <laughs> yes, that's oh, it, yeah. Um, what's your favourite rom-com? Is it Coyote Ugly? Oh, blimey, is Coyote Ugly a rom-com? So I'm turning around now to have a look at my... Um, I don't think... I don't know, to be fair. What's the worst one? Is it this one? <laughs> it's <laughs> definitely... <laughs> Yeah, let's get into that a little bit. Like, yeah, um, I know. I'd, I don't know. I'm not much of one for rom coms, obviously. I know because um, you are. Uh... But I do like Four Weddings. Notting Hill's really good, actually. Notting Hill's brilliant. I love Notting Hill. There you go. There's my favourite. Notting Hill. I haven't seen that. You've not seen that either. How does this bloody work? Oh, Every Julian time you've Roberts. seen something, I haven't seen it. He's amazing in that. And I watched that film against my will, and absolutely turned out to love that. It's another one we watched with Millie. Um. And um, I actually, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, there you go. I'm, I quite liked um, About a Boy. Hugh Grant. Yeah. Again. I think we've just got a thing for Hugh Grant, haven't we? <laughs> Brilliant in Paddington too. Uh, oh, what did I watch him in recently? Um, uh, what was it called? I want to see the gentleman because he's in that, hasn't he? As well, I, I, I oh, want to watch that. This is, I watched it the other day. It was really good. He plays a character who has two love interests, and one of them, oh, Florence Foster, uh, Florence Foster, uh, what is it? Florence Foster Jenkins. Okay. That Never is, heard that. That is really good. It's about this opera singer who, uh, about a famous person back in the thirties, I think it was, who. Um, when he loads it, he can tell you a bit more about her. Florence Foster Jenkins uh, was an amateur, uh, was an American socialite, amateur, <laughs> amateur soprano who, much like me, couldn't speak. Uh, she had flamboyant performance costumes and notably her poor singing ability. Uh, yeah, it was really good, actually. I recommend it. Before yes. we start talking about this, I would, if you don't mind, I'd like to show you or help you help you listen. I want you to listen to a condensed version of the film. Through the medium of music, I will now play you the musical version that lasts about 30 seconds. Uh, this, this is basically the film. Here we go. Okay. Um, I've noticed you around. I find you very attractive. I've noticed you around. Um, I find you very attractive. Would you go to bed with me? Yeah, that's uh, the, the movie summed up for me in about 30 seconds. That's it, right? That's it. I've noticed right. you around. I find you very attractive. <laughs> Would you like to go to bed with me? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, all right, then. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you want to go? I know you've been dying for to go for about a week now on this. Right. Okay. Right. Okay, for starters, have you never seen V is for Vendetta? Are you kidding me? Of course well, I have. You probably have, haven't you? Yeah, I've watched it a few times. Damn it, I was just trying to think of V films that we could have watched. V for Vendetta is amazing. He is a good film, to be fair. A, a young, less jacked Natalie Portman. 
She's not a mighty Thor yet, but she will oh be soon. She's not a pirate, but I don't do why it's sticking now. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's start at the very beginning, right? Let's, do we film. have to? <laughs> okay. The, before the film already. even starts, okay? The film is called Vicky Christina Barcelona. Did they have a freaking day off when they were supposed to be putting their heads together about what? Did they just like oh just 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 we forgot to give it a name? Let's just well Vicky's in it, Christina's in it, and they're in Barcelona. Vicky Christina Barcelona. (laughs) Honestly, right? They could have just put Vicky and Christina go on holiday or Vicky and Christina's summer in Barca or but no Vicky Christina Barcelona. Two goes, Juan Conquistador. <laughs> <laughs> Anything is better. That is that is the one, to be fair. But my God. And then it just goes downhill. I, I made poor Sarah sit through this, bless her heart. This is the first film. We were, we're on V, and she's finally sat down and watched a film oh. with me because we thought it might be good. Bless her. She said to me when it finished, I thought about getting up halfway through and going upstairs, but I didn't think that would be fair on you. I mean... Oh dear me! What the narrator? There's oh, a guy yeah. narrating it. I mean, like, what? What do you think? I'm some kind of idiot that can't figure out what's going on? You know, some movies. What's the they, point? Some movies have audio description, and I felt like that's what I had on. Like, not, nothing against audio description for people that need it to enhance their movie-going experience, but I didn't need it in this occasion. Vicky, Christina, and Juan went to the market and did oh. a bit of shopping. I know. I can see it happening in front of me. Go away. Here's another one. With way. your annoying voice. They could have improved it. You know the guy who narrates Come Dine With Me? If, <laughs> yeah. If he was doing it. Ah, so I suppose <laughs> Vicky and Christina are having a drink at the bar, are they? I wonder how this is going to go down. <laughs> or even, even like James Earl Jones or Morgan Freeman. Do you know what I mean? I'd listen to anything that they're talking about. But I, honestly, I would listen to Morgan Freeman read the dictionary. Yeah. A is for apple. That's not Morgan but, Freeman. Is that Stephen Hawking? <laughs> that's, that's me. But, <laughs> but yeah, honestly, do you know what? It would have been a lot more fun than watching this film. Quite honestly. Mm. Um, oh, The music, that blooming song just kept playing throughout. Same song over and over and over what and over and over and over, and over again. I can't remember what it was, but I just honestly, remember it being annoying. I'm not doing that thing where I try to get you to sing. I honestly don't know what that song is. Oh, I just, I can't, I, honestly, I can't remember. It just annoyed me. It and was I, so repetitive. And I'll tell you why I don't know what that song is. Did you not watch the film? I did watch don't the film. Don't you dare sit there and tell me you didn't watch the film, boy. <laughs> I did watch the film, but I <laughs> muted the film at precisely 13 minutes and 12 seconds. And I immediately thought you- of that song I just played. Hey, you said the rules of this show are I have to watch the, music, the movie. No one said anything about listening to it, did they? Did you not listen to it? No, did you I not- muted it at 13 minutes, 12 seconds. You what? Yeah, no, as what? soon as we got to the table, and I think the guy's name was Juan. Yes. Said, hey, would you like to come to... Um, Cordoba? I can't remember what the town was. Oh, no, it was... Um- they kept pronouncing it really stupidly. I can't remember what it was now. I think they've got a Spanish football team as well. It, yeah, they have. Um, oh. Oviedo. Oviedo. Oh, I'm thinking of a player called Oviedo. Yeah, Brian Oviedo. He used to play for Everton. Uh, yeah, so after this, <laughs> he's got such a stupid face as well. I mean, he's not traditionally tall, dark and handsome either. He looks like a goat. No, he's he looked perfect for the bad guy role in Bond that he was. He not was in Bond? As Yeah, in... Um, in Skyfall, he was the. Uh, don't remember that. Not not Skyfall. Sorry, um, what was the one after Skyfall? House full on his head because it's rubbish. Damn it! With the underground tube train. Oh my god! Not Quantum of Solace. It was um, then Quantum of Solace. Then it was Skyfall. Then it was. Come on, no, Darren. No, it was no. It was Skyfall. I'm being stupid. It was Skyfall. Yeah, it was Skyfall. So therefore, I did watch it while adhering to the rules of the pod. <laughs> It's a loophole, it's a small technicality, so no, I've, I have no idea... You should be made to watch it with the sound on now. What was going on after 13 minutes? Although there was one scene where I thought he'd... <laughs> he was, I think he was painting. Um, and he was looked, a painter, yes. It looked like he had red paint, so I just assumed there'd been a massacre. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, also, um, 
while I had it muted, I figured, you know what, this is a great time to work on our audio for the show. So I, I figured I'd do that too. <laughs> God. Matt, we need to come up with some kind of forfeit for this guy because this is out of order, um, honestly. But based on that 13 minutes, I've got something very important to say. And Darren, last week you accused me of being too serious on the podcast, like <laughs> I was Lance Storm in the early 90s wrestling scene, if I could be serious for a minute. Um, oh, brilliant. Well, this week, I don't know much to say about the film because, like I said, I muted it after 13 minutes. So I don't remember anything else about this film other than Vicky and Christina are propositioned by the Spanish painter artist guy at the restaurant. Um, however, I would like to say this film, like so many others, this is my only serious part of the show, so bear with, uh, fails the Bechdel test. The representation. This is the representation of women in fiction. Uh, Alison Bechdel is an American cartoonist most famous for her comic strip Dykes to Watch Out For, which has become a countercultural institution. The strip is syndicated in dozens of newspapers, translated into several languages, and collected in a series of award-winning books. Uh, to explain it better than I can, um, here's a clip from Anita Sarkeesian, executive director at FeministFrequency.com, explaining... Uh, explaining what the Bechdel test is. The Bechdel test, or the Mo movie measure, is a type of litmus test to assess the presence of women in movies. It originated from Alison Bechdel's comic, Dykes to Watch Out For, in 1985. Here's how it works. A movie just has to pass these three simple questions. The first, are there two or more women in it who have names? The second, do they talk to each other? And the third, do they talk to each other about something other than a man? It's quite extraordinary actually how many movies don't pass this test, because it's not even a sign of whether it's a feminist movie or whether it's a good movie, just that there's female presence in it and that they actually are engaging about things other than men. When I call it a systemic problem, what I mean by this is that it's not just a few people here and there that don't like women or don't want women's stories told, but that rather the entire industry is built upon creating films and movies that cater to and that are about men. Next time you go to the movies, just ask yourself these few questions. Are there two or more women in it and do they have names? Do they talk to each other? And do they talk to each other about something other than a man? So that was Anita Sarkeesian, uh, executive director at FeministFrequency.com, explaining what the Bechtel test is and how it... Uh, enforces the representation of women in film. So Vicky Christina Barcelona fails the test. Yes, there are two or more women with names. Yes, they do talk to each other. Uh, no, they don't often talk to each other about anything other than Juan. Uh, if anything, the third aspect of the Bechdel test gives this film its narrative. And that's all I got to say about that. Oh, yeah, I'm done now. Oh, that's my, that's that dear my... old bird, she'll go and watch Star Trek Voyager. That'll get her over that Bechdel test. Oh, Darren, you just undid everything I just did there. <laughs> that bird. I can't remember what she's called. I, I, I stopped listening after 13 seconds. <sighs> Darren, you just, you've just un, completely undone what I just did. There. I don't agree with that, though. I think they, they, they spent time talking about um, other stuff other than men. They talked about their work. But this they is talked just, about why they're out there. This is just one film. But the whole point of the film was about those two girls and the one man. So, you know, it's kind of like... It's something like somebody saying to me, right, you've got to go and watch a football match, but the men mustn't shout or swear at each other. Well, it's not going to happen, is it? Because that's the whole point of a football match, you shout and swear at each other because things aren't going well. But the Bechdel test more is about female representation in an industry which primarily focuses on male characters for a male audience. That's we had this the, conversation a while back, didn't we? Yeah. On another pod, something similar. Anyway, did you did you not hear me do this? And that's all I got to say about that. Oh, yeah, I don't want to yeah. get serious with you now because uh, <laughs> I've come a long way since the early days of the podcast, Darren. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Bless your heart. Good um, for you. Oh God, you're so patronising. <laughs> it's because I can't believe you didn't listen to the film. Hey. You, no one said anything about listening to the film, did they? Well, from is, now on, you that, must listen that, to the film. You that, must listen to the film. You can't review a film if you don't listen to the film, Sunshine. Okay. I believe we said you have to watch the film. <laughs> no one said anything about listening to the film, so... I think, Matt, we should tie him down and make him watch Nomadland and this back-to-back. 
uh, without any toilet breaks, without any food. You know I've got the bladder of a child, and I'll just end up in my <laughs> there own you go, urine. Exactly. <laughs> no. Oh dear. So, me. is there anything you liked about the film? Scarlett Johansson was in it. Anything else? Um, Juan's car. Nice little. <laughs> what did he drive? <laughs> soft top, MG type thing. Yeah. Oh, an MG. Ugh, no, no. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Nice little old traditional, old fashioned. M- I think it was an MG. I might be wrong, but it was a little. You know, they're in Barcelona. It's probably a Ferrari, to be fair. But that that yeah that that wouldn't work because Ferrari's Italian and not Spanish. Well done, Darren. <laughs> Can you think of any Spanish cars? Um. No. I can only think of not one. Oh, I can only think of one. That's not to say I'm thinking of that Spanish bloke. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was dreamy, wasn't it? Go, oh, forget Vicky Cristina. Come here, Juan, you're coming with me. Uh, no. Um, Sayat, they're Spanish. Are they? Yeah. Oh, there you go then. Mm, yeah. Leon. Um, but yeah, the film was just... I mean, I mean, I mean, who who goes up to two women without knowing anything about them and saying, oh, come with me in my plane to Oviedo, we'll have sex. Just what? That was cringe. Just, more. do you know what? No, it's the sort of thing like a nineteen-year-old lad would do on his first boy's holiday. Hey, girls, do you want to come up to my room? We'll have some sex for six minutes, and then I'll be gone. And nowadays, Darren, it's more come back to my room. I've got VR and Minecraft. We're gonna have a bloody good time. <laughs> Watch some Netflix, love. We could chill out. Have some ice cream. I mean, literally chill out. Actually. I am hot. I've had a long day. I'm irritable. I'm going to have a cold shower and a tub oh. of Ben and Jerry's. You, you pick the film. I'm just going <laughs> to have a little nap here. I'm not tired. You're not tired. Good night. Oh, and then it gets worse when Penelope Cruz's character turns up as Juan's ex-wife. What's she Starts called? living with Juan and Christina. Hates Christina to start with, then falls in love with Christina as well, then makes Christina go out and get even better at her photography, and then they fall in love with each other, and then they have sex together, and then they have sex with one, and then one does it with one, and then the other, and then, uh, it, oh my god, it's just like, oh my god, this is such a cliche, and a bad one as well. I've seen Spaghetti Bolognese with more logical threads than this film. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, I've seen Alphabetic Spaghetti with better flipping script did you spell sex of alphabet alphabetic spaghetti oh alphabetic you can't, can you? can't you no there's no x in alphabetic spaghetti why i don't know i made Is that it? up i'm surprised <laughs> you fell for it i don't know i don't I, mean, I would imagine you have alphabetic spaghetti more often than i do not that you eat it but as the owner of a child i would assume the owner of a child <laughs> As it happens, mate, the child owns me, okay? <laughs> you can see that I'm not a parent, right? <laughs> Absolutely. The owner of a child. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, what have you got to say about the first 13 minutes of the movie? <laughs> well, I just told you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it failed the Beckdale test, and I it inspired that song I played, and so far we've managed to... <laughs> Feel 35 minutes on a film that one of us didn't really watch and the other person watched to the end. Uh, yeah. so you said your wife, Sarah, watched this film with you. Uh, it's the first one she's yes. seen with you. If you could go back and yes. pick one of the films we've seen already to watch with her for the first time, what would it have been? La La Land. Ah, so you liked La La Land? It was all right for a musical, yeah. So reluctant, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I scored it a three, so you know, it was obviously pretty good. I think, yeah, I think I think Sarah would have quite enjoyed that. She didn't want to watch it with me, but I think she'd have liked it. Oh, I absolutely, more than I this agree. One. Yeah, I don't know your wife's taste, but um, yeah, I agree. She didn't like this more because uh, a paper cut's more fun than this film. <laughs> Lemon juice in the eye is more fun than this film. Cramp is more fun in this film. Um, I'm just just going through the other films to see if there's. I don't think there's many others. To be fair, that 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 she'd have had any interest in whatsoever. Well, do no, you think she'd that like is pretty us? Much the only film. No, she doesn't like scary movies. Did you? Do you think it was scary though? I think we asked that question last week. I don't think it was scary. 
it wasn't overly scary, was it? it but this was this is coming from more... the guy who said he got jump scared by Miss Minutes in the finale of Loki. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I was getting scared by the noise outside uh, while I was watching us, as opposed to us itself. Yeah. All right. Um, we should move on to critically acclaimed because uh, I feel like you are going to disagree to the moon. Um, so no. first, we start with Jonathan Romney at Film Comment Comment Magazine. He said, Woody Allen, the film's director, seems uninterested in pushing his material beyond in personally Ooh. generic or even in thinking things through. Well, I, I'd assume that's correct because the film's trash. <laughs> um, I didn't realise that Woody Allen was involved, but I can see a lot of Woody, Al- Woody Allenism in it. I feel fair. like I should know Woody Allen, but I don't really know who he is. Um, old guy. War specs. Mm. Did um, he... Look up films that he... Off the top of my head, I can't think of films that he directed, but you'd, you'd know a lot of them. Hey, hello, my telephone's ringing. I thought that was an ice cream van. Oh, if it's not the dogs, it's something else. This is going well. That is so you. <laughs> it's like a fun fair. I didn't choose the um, <laughs> ringtone. It's like that doorbell that goes. Doo, 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 doo. No, 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 that, that's the Nokia phone from Trigger Happy TV. Hello. <laughs> Who's there? Oh, jeez! Did you knock the mic over? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Oh. Pretty much sums up my day. Is it okay? Uh, yes, I'm fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> This is, a, this is a, yeah, absolute. Oh dear. Anyway, we're next just, go. Next comment. Let's have a look. Next critically acclaimed comment. What do we got to say? We're just keeping on trend with um, the movie being rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt's gonna love this podcast. Well, he's the only one that listens to it, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> Deborah Ross at the Spectator said, "This is a slight film, a minor Alan film." A bit of a footnote, but it's warm and engaging and isn't match point Scoop or Cassandra's dream, which has to be a mercy. I mean, if she's saying this is better than them, I've never even heard of those films. No. Match point Scoop Cassandra's dream. Woody Allen, you need to, you're rubbish. I don't like you. You're, you're rubbish. Get off the... T- stop making films. Whoever said you could do it? Oh, you've been surrounded by too many yes-men. That's your problem, Woody Allen. He's written oh. 81 films, Woody Allen. And he still he's still didn't got it right. 56, a lot of the ones of which he's written. Um, Midnight in Paris. Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Um, I'm trying to find films that you'd know. Did he write um, the American version of Shameless? No idea. Oh, you're the worst. You're the worst. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll move on to the next one. Jason yep. Best at Movie Talk said, The Spanish Sun has clearly rejuvenated. <laughs> so I can't even finish this. The Spanish Sun has clearly rejuvenated Woody Allen's career after making three films in London with diminishing returns. He's noticeably benefited from a good dose of vitamin D. Vicky Cristina Barcelona is his Rubbish. most entertaining oh, movie no. in years. Jason Best, more like Jason Worst. You got that wrong, mate. What's wrong with you? I remember, if it's supposed to be a rom-com, I remember laughing twice in an hour and a half. I can't remember what I laughed at, but I remember laughing twice in an hour and a half. Some, uh, these, these are critics. These people get paid to review the movie. I'm starting to think Woody Allen paid these people because they're all wrong. <laughs> oh, apart from the first one, maybe. Um... And I've got another one for you. And Nikki Bourne at Roll Credit said, Vicky Cristina Barcelona is a colourful, passionate romantic comedy that hopefully marks a return to form for one of the industry's most iconic talents. I reckon she's been on the Prosecco there. Crikey. One or two bottles. Yeah, what are you on, Nikki? One or two magnums. Nikki Bourne, more like Nikki Wrong. Yeah. Crikey. What do we know? We just um, we know, know what a good they, they movie is. Do films for a living. We just do it regardless of the genre or the genre, if you want to be fancy about it. Um, yeah, these people are out of their minds. What are they talking about? They don't know anything. Hi, I'm a movie critic. Uh, I felt it was so amazing, like to see the development of these characters in this Barcelona place, which is steeped in history in the works of Gaudi or on show. And I felt the colours 
that he presented in his works really represented or came out as a theme in these characters. It was like the old cathedral in... LaGuardia. Yeah, I just felt like these people were rising from the ground up into this momentous spire. I want to go there, though, by the way. That looks stunning. I'd love to go there. I've been to Barcelona. Have you? I've been to Barcelona. Yeah, I went with our movie Matt and my cousin Ashley. Uh, and we went on a tour and the woman on the bus kept saying, look at the facade of this building. It's so gaudy. Look at the facade. of this. All the time, every building, look at the facade. We know, we get it. Use more synonyms. Also, um, we had a tour of the Camp Nou in Baja Luna. Um, and the tour guide's like, you want to come down and have your photo taken with the players? And they were like, oh my God, yes, I do. Get to pitch side at the halfway line. Guess who we see? Um... Uh... When, what year was this? Uh, it was the year Thierry Henry went to Barcelona. Uh, I'm guessing Thierry Henry. No, we, we, they were cardboard cutouts. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't actually see people. They were oh, like, no. Uh, don't, don't oversell it. <laughs> <sighs> any player you like. Any player you like. You can have your photo taken with them. Ooh. Sorry, don't say player. I mean, any cardboard cutout you like. Uh, just, just, just don't. Unbelievable. Don't. <sighs> yeah, unbelievable, Jeff. Um, do you want to do the quiz? I mean, that's quite entertaining. Should we do the quiz? Yeah, or do you want to yeah, do the quiz. lambast this film a bit more? Nomadland was the worst film I've seen so far before <laughs> this one, and I got five out of five. So let's see. Um, okay. Uh, how can you have written a quiz when you um, listen to 13 minutes of it? Oh, will, will be, be revealed in just Is this one of your stupid ones like <laughs> no, it's... Revenant when you just gave me a quiz on blooming hey, bears? Hey, that was not stupid. That was a great quiz. Thank you very much. <laughs> So, as you just mentioned there, I can't really quiz you on something I haven't seen. Therefore, in keeping with the theme of the movie, I have a special quiz for you about your own romantic relationship. Oh, my God. With with Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Oh, my God. (laughs) Playing today is contestant number one. What's your name and where are you from? My name's Darren. I'm from the Barcelona beaches. Bahalona. Okay, question one. Go. Who scored Tottenham's first ever Premier League goal? What? First ever Premier League goal? Good lord. Gordon Drury. Drury. Gordon Drury. Yes! Get in. That's correct. Yeah. What year was it? it? Must have been 92. The year the Premier League what, started. What was 1991, it? Yeah, something like that, wasn't it? Like um, 9991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991991
thanks. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd sneak that last one in myself. <laughs> <laughs> so you got five out of four. That doesn't oh, work. Four out of five. Out of five. Did you? I got three out of five. Didn't I? You uh, yeah, well, three out of five, you plonker. I got Gordon Jury and then a manual ladder by all wrong. Yeah, sorry, three out of five. Yeah, <laughs> three out of five. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, did you enjoy that quiz? Yeah, it was all right. To be fair, see the Ian Walker one as well, the Eric Torsvet one. Ian Walker did a little bit of, he was a little bit of a poster boy, a pinup boy. He did modelling work and stuff as well, which kind of led me to believe it was probably him. But he was around about the same time as him anyway. Like I say, he took over from Eric. So there was method behind my madness. It wasn't just a guess. Ian Walker is an icon in the English game, isn't he? Surely he is. Not really, no. <laughs> oh, fine, fine. Um, I'm Thanks thinking of the... Was he there when Les Ferdinand was there? Jürgen Klinsmann? Oh, yeah, possibly. Darren was, yeah. Anderton? Yeah. Um, I feel yeah, like... Sorry, your phone Anderton. is making me think like we're at Great Yarmouth Arcades or something. like. <laughs> We have a winner! Two and two, 22! <laughs> what, what's a Yang doing here? You're at Great Yarmouth. Um, that was the quiz, yeah. So we've got to wrap this up now. Um, Honestly, I've got five out of five on Nomadland and only three out of five on Spurs. What is going on with Nomadland? Apparently you love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like this wrap-up is going to be really hard for me. It's going to be like trying to contain vomit in a face mask. You know, <laughs> it just... You can see that, can't you? Um, so it's time for the scores on the doors. I'm not in a position to give this a fair score based on my muting the film after 30 minutes. So my score is null and void, returning a zero from me. Yeah, mine is a zero as well. At least it's a round number this week, right? An easy one to divide. At least give it a good name. Vicky, Christina, Barcelona. Is that where it failed for you? Yeah, It was a good film apart from the title. Where it started failing. Crikey. The I think, stupid thing is, it only went downhill from the flipping title. <laughs> so this is the worst film we've ever seen in the podcast, on the podcast. Uh, it is. Worth, I know they both scored a zero, but it is worse than Nomadland. At least there was a point to Nomadland. I mean, I I could sit through Nomadland again. I, this one, uh, I wouldn't make it to 13 minutes in because I knew it would be coming, so I just wouldn't bother. God. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I watched the following films at the weekend, and I would recommend any of these over this over Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Honestly, I choose root canal surgery of the pain that this film put you through. Um, the first film I'm going to recommend is Shadow in the Cloud, starring Chloe Grace Moretz, a female World War II pilot traveling with top secret documents on a B-17 flying fortress, encounters an evil presence on board the flight. Uh, I'd also recommend Palm Springs. These are all on Amazon Prime. This is Andy Sandberg and Christina Milioti. They started star... watching this and then stopped because it looks stupid. It's not. Continue watching. But I love Andy Sandberg. Continue watching it. It's about two people stuck in a time loop. Uh, they're two wedding guests. They develop a budding romance while living the same day over and over again. It's really good. Oh, uh, right. No, Go we, back. we got about 10 minutes in and thought it was absolutely ridiculous. No, no, no. You stopped. need to keep watching it. It's really good. Good. I, yeah, it's like I said, I love Andy Sandberg, especially in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Um, so I was surprised that I didn't like it. I give, yeah, it, I'll give, give, it, it, give it more time, you will enjoy it. And yeah, okay. uh, finally, the Grand Tour presents Lockdown, L-O-C-H. <laughs> uh, Clarkson, <laughs> Hammond and May celebrate the great 70s American cars they saw in TV shows as they road trip around Scotland, creating chaos on the streets of Edinburgh and building a homemade floating bridge across the Hebridean Sea. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'd recommend instead. But before we depart this week, we need to head back over to our Canary Boy. Let's be having you, Matt. Mr. Moon, Matt, that is. So, next week, with the letter W in mind, you'll be watching the 2010 film The World's Greatest Dad, starring the absolute legend that is Robin Williams. This film is available on Amazon Prime UK. I hope you both enjoy it. Looking forward to hearing what you think about it in next week's episode. Hope you're staying safe. To all our seven listeners out there, we love you. Look after yourselves. It's a crazy world out there, people. Cool. Speak to you soon. Bye. You feel like he uh, ran out of things to say at the end. and <laughs> Just like, damn. Well, i got to feel this. So there we go. 
We love you too, Matt. Thank you for so being such an integral part of the show. We couldn't do this without you. Um, you pick the movies, you do the social media, you promote us like crazy. So thank you very much for that. Uh, you put more effort into this podcast than you did today. Uh, did you not hear the things I put into this podcast in lieu of me not paying attention to this rubbish film? <laughs> Unbelievable. At least you came up with a good quiz. I'll give you that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Like, what am I going to say about this what, a 13 minute film? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 13 minutes that I watched of the film. Um, where was it set? <laughs> what were the two characters' names? Um, name the Barcelona, the Catalan artist. <laughs> One. How did they travel to Barcelona? Harry Plane. Harry Juan. Um, <laughs> what were they drinking? Wine. Wine. Cool. Wine. Wine. There you go. See, five out of five. Brilliant. Done it again. <laughs> <Quizzo>. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, I can only imagine next week's film is going to be better. Have you gone? I've just been talking and I've realised I've muted myself completely. So no one heard anything I just said. <laughs> uh, this is Tuesday. I you stopped listening to me after 13 minutes. Or something. No, I forgot to unmute myself. Oh, dear. Anyway, you can see the effect this film has had on us. It's not going to take... It's a low bar, so we're not going to need that much of a bigger movie. We'll see you again next week. Darren, say your goodbyes because I don't know what to do. Goodbye. Ta-ra. Make sure you watch the next film. Uh, 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 what? Uh, watch the next film? It's got our Lord and Saviour, Robin Williams, in it. Make sure you watch it. I will. Okay, we're what going When you get out of it again like this. Oh, mate, he's dog back. Dog yeah, back. I yeah. hear him. I hear him. <laughs> Thanks for reviewing the show. Um, he gave it... Uh, I was going to say two paws out of five, but I like dogs don't have five paws, do they? <laughs> Can't think of a dog pun to to review the film. It was poo. It was dog poo. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Because I know how much you hated that film. What did you just say? I said you should be rewarded for sitting all the way through The Dark Tower and watching and listening to that one. Because I know how much you hate The Dark Tower. That's true. What what are you going to reward me with? I don't know. If you're lucky, I won't cut you out of the podcast because of your (laughs) this week. (laughs) You couldn't if you tried because you don't do the editing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I think that was quite a good one, though. Yeah, me too. And I hope our listener enjoys it. it as well. Yeah, yeah. he will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll love it.